Hello and welcome to FTP for Triathlon People, episode 31. This is Morgan. <laughs> this is Cameron. <laughs> I keep trying to like switch it up because when I listen to these back, I'm always like, hello and welcome. Like that's what it sounds like. Like I'm a game show host. Yeah. You should start doing it. Nah, you have the better intros. Only because they're the exact same every single time. Yeah. We're coming to you live <laughs> from Gobo in Boulder, Colorado. Yes. Did you know that there's a Snapchat location for the Gobo? Mm, really? It's not called Gobo, but it's like Gun Barrel, Boulder, Colorado. Oh. There's also one for our apartment building. That's weird. I know. I thought the same thing. I just recently got Snapchat back. Hmm. And I also have been playing a lot of Candy Crush, a lot of word games, and also a fashion dress-up game, which I'm, I'm not even apologizing for. All right. Cam's been distracted now for the last 35 seconds of this I'm just trying episode. to compile the things I need to talk about. All right. Well, let's just hop into it then. Mm, where do you want to start? with we the... always, we've been starting with cam's corner okay well then let's start with cam's corner keep, keep that going it's fine okay so a brief little cam's corner um this week um i saw that adidas is coming back into the cycling game which honestly like wasn't all that surprising to me because they've sponsored alistair and johnny brownlee for like forever like, they've always run into Adidas stuff, and they, they always have, like, Adidas cycling stuff. So I don't know why that was, like, a big announcement, but... I Unlimited guess it, supply of Sambas. That would be cool. Right? Like, like you, have you seen, like... Um, the Adidas has, like, the best like, athleisure. Like, like, style. Yeah. Yeah, I would... Uh, of, like, the major brands, I would definitely say Adidas is, like, the most classy. They're just cool. Yeah. They but like, like but own black and white. Yeah, and they're they, like, this is what we do, and we do it very well. But they also like aren't like the 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 top tier of like athletics though, which is like so strange because like you want to have a bat like because Nike isn't as fashionable, but they're definitely like mm, Nike's as fashionable, but I think not as expensive. Really? Yeah, Nike has a really cute tennis skirt that I was looking at the other day. Tennis skirt. Yeah, it's like you a sport. play tennis now. No, Would no, you run in it. Or no, you just, like, no, no. Wear it like your other like award podium skirt, like those. Okay, skorts are the move. I don't know if any of the ladies listening to this podcast have returned to skorts <sighs> after second grade, but I have, and let me tell you, <laughs> game changer. Marshalls has a few, like without fail. Every time you go, yeah. they've got a couple of skorts. Highly recommend. Okay, because they're super cute. You look super cute. You look like you tried real hard, but they're really just like spandex. Huh. Mm -hmm. Top Thank you. Tip. Yeah. Pro tip from Morgan. But yeah, like Nike, I don't know. To me, it just seems like Nike's always had like the better actual like purposeful, useful, like athletic stuff. Whereas Adidas is like, I, unless it's soccer. It, I was, that's what I was going to say. It's like the that one like, thing. Adidas like. Matt well, can probably speak to this as our resident soccer player. Also, Matt, is using your shoulder in a soccer game a handball? <laughs> Well, if there's <laughs> no caveats, I won the argument. The technical rule is that the hand has to play the ball, and your shoulder is technically part of your hand. But 
if the ball plays the hand, then it is not a handball. Interesting. Okay, so if there's no intention behind it. Yes. Okay. Interesting. So I win is basically. All I know is that when I played in high school, a lot of my teammates, like, brought it down with their shoulder. Which is against the rules if you, like, get. Like. Yeah, if you're control, if you're, like, trapping it by hitting it down with your like, right shoulder, I, I think know. that's a handball. They got away with it. Like of your yeah. Good. Okay. If it could be argued that it's your chest. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Thank you, man. We're just we're now a <laughs> soccer. But that is all to say, I'm pretty sure the the my understanding, my experience with Adidas has always been like cleats and sambas, which are like indoor, indoor soccer yeah. shoes and Tin Man has them. They use Adidas. Yeah. Uh, And also Adisage sandals. If Adidas wants to sponsor this podcast, yeah, with the little like bubbles in them. Oh, yeah. I didn't consent to (laughs) I mean, sure, they're welcome to, but like. Sambas and Adisage, man. That's what more could you uh, ask? Yeah, you got to make some dog Sambas so Oakley can be rocking them. Now we've fully derailed back to the subject that is adidas is coming to triathlon yeah but like have you seen i don't know if you've seen like mark cavendish's um like nike cycling shoes okay he got them like custom made i don't think they're actually from nike but they like looked like nike cleats i think it'd be cool if they made like samba cycling shoes i think that'd be sweet but uh mm, you don't think so let's have you mock up that design for us i'm not a graphic designer but let's just see you try that'll be oh they do look like nike's yeah, Mark Cavendish? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they actually are Nike because they have the Nike logo I on I mean, them. I think some of them are. I think originally some of them were not. I mean, Nike w- was at one point in time in cycling when, like, Lance was in it. So Interesting. Yeah. But I don't know. I think this stuff looks pretty cool. I mean, again, Alistair wears a lot of Adidas cycling stuff. So if you want to, like, reference what it's going to all be about, that's, that's what it's going to be about. So... It'll be interesting to see if they still have like the premium price point that they're known for and like like trying to compare with like Santini, the, like Castelli, those sort of brands, or if they're going to mm-hmm. be a little cheaper, like more mainstream. I suspect the latter. You, you What, cheaper? Yeah, I don't think they can compete with Castelli and Santini. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of people know them as primarily a European brand, so. Really? I mean, that's how I, I think of them as Adidas. What? I think of them like based in Wisconsin. Huh. Yeah. I think they're definitely not in Wisconsin. Well, clearly I've just whitewashed Adidas. Okay. Fascinating. All right. Um, that's all I have for That Kim's was corner. fun. So, so you're, what you're saying is they're coming out with bibs. Yeah, like shoes. jerseys. I don't know about shoes. I, I, all I saw was like bibs, like knickers, like the long sleeve <clears throat> bibs, you know, like pants. Yeah. I think they're called knickers. I'm not, I mean, we don't have a pair because they're like $400, and so we just don't suck it up. We just wear leggings underneath our cycling shorts. Or we just bike inside. Or we just, which is actually <laughs> what we do. Um, Like bike jackets, bike jerseys. Yeah. So, Fascinating. I think they, all, and they also already have like a whole line of eyewear, like sport eyewear. So They yeah. just are like the overstock.com of sports. I mean, Nike has the same sort of – like Nike is – encompasses everything athletics this is how i feel about roca too and what what do you say do you say nike or nike i say nike because i'm not a psychopath i say nike too but sometimes i say nike you say nike yeah why i don't know probably because jan says nike i i don't know everyone european like, says nike <laughs> the same thing as like coke versus coca-cola 
Sometimes they'll say Coca Cola. You know? Do you say Dunkin' Dunkin' Donuts? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they rebranded as Dunkin', so if you say Dunkin' Donuts, you're wrong. We are a triathlon podcast. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do you have anything next? Otherwise, I'll keep moving down my list. No, I was just going to say, why don't we talk about the Iron Man VR thing? Go ahead. Um, So last week, we discussed that news on world championship qualification slots is quote-unquote forthcoming from Iron Man VC. Um, But on their website, I didn't read this before, but they do have like criteria on how they'll be point scoring these. So I just wanted to quickly summarize that for folks just for edification so everyone knows what we're talking about. So um, at the end of the four-week period, the top three-point performances will be accumulated. I don't think they're using any of these words right. They're going to combine your top three-point performances. Yeah, out of out of the four races. Mm-hmm. And then they'll determine the final Ironman VR Championship Series points and thus the qualifying slots. Mm-hmm. And you get points. Um, an athlete can race every weekend and they will score their two, their best two Olympic distance scores and one half distance series race. It's based on placement within age group and gender. Points will be awarded to the top 50 male and top 50 female athletes in each age group. Which feels like thick. Doesn't that feel like deep? Yes. 50 athletes are going to be allotted points based on their top three performances? Um, I guess no. If there's that many people, I think that seems, I guess, fair. Really? I think so. I feel like it should be like top 10. No, I mean, like, if you look at, like, like general classification points in cycling, it goes really deep. And the same thing with, like, ITU points. It goes, like, prize money goes pretty deep. I think it's pretty fair. Gosh, it just feels like a lot. I don't know how many people they're allowing to qualify, though. They didn't say that either. Well, I think we had the original numbers, like, way back. I think it was, like, 100 slots or something like that overall. Oh, I do think you're right. That is ringing a bell. And it was still broken up like it typically is at any other race. So, yeah. Anyway, thanks. So that's that. I was just trying to say that they do have their points published online as to, like, how you accrue them uh-huh. and then they also said that the results results will be posted somewhere so you will be able to see those rankings yeah but they still aren't out i can't find them anywhere and it could just be me being a f- total fool but i can't like their main menu tabs are events iron man plus coaching rewards store and watch none of which are like results results rankings maybe, anything maybe it's only if you competed you'll get to see the results that's what i'm wondering Maybe I have to register for it. Do you have to pay? No. It's free. So far, yes. That was something we talked about. Yeah. Okay. But um, like on the same note while we're on it, they had like an Iron Man VR rest week this past weekend, so no action this last weekend, and they're getting back into it this upcoming weekend. Um, And I don't think they have announced the the next championship series yet. It's like they haven't announced the next set of four races or however many races they'll have to qualify next um so yeah so stay tuned or have they so 14 is that this next week yeah it is this next week july so 10th to july 12th i didn't want to say it and be wrong about correcting you i'm literally just scrolling through the is website that, is that the championship iron man vr 14 championship series division july 10th to 12th okay yeah 
So mm. far, they have 676 participants, and it starts in two days from today. Mm. So Okay. Then I, apparently, we just know nothing, and we haven't. Well, uh, I will own that I, we haven't, I haven't done my research, okay? But I will also offer the caveat that they have been terrible about communication. Their website is still just held together by dental floss. Yeah, so I guess I'll do some more research on... Um... The next VR championship series, if there are any changes or anything in that realm. Um, and I'll look up the results. Yeah, or try, I'll try and register on for one and see if I can see them then. But anyway, that's that. Okay. Virtual racing. Um, so next, um, we, I think we both got an email this last week that our all-world athlete status, um, and like everybody's all-world athlete status is actually being like held. Extended. Yeah. So it actually now be extended through December thirty first of next year, twenty twenty one. Really, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so a whole extra year because like apparently like nobody's gonna be able to get it because there aren't even enough races. I think even if you did like every race this season, I don't even know if there'd still be enough races. I mean, I think you can because I was looking up the rankings. And there are some. There are a number of women in my age group who have raced at least two, and I believe some have raced three races. Wow. Yeah, so I don't know where they... Oh, also, I'm wondering if they're including VR results in those rankings. That was something I wanted to ask you. I haven't looked at that. Write it down on your notes of things that we need to look up. All right, so keep an eye out next week. We'll talk about that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I thought, that was, I thought that was a good decision by our man. That's like the one thing I've seen that's actually been like good on them. So, yeah. your thoughts? Anything? I, don't, I just don't know even why we're bothering with 2020. Okay. Just like, I, I mean, like any of the results or races or anything. I just feel like they should have, I mean, this is kind of what I'm, I'm supporting their decision. I'm saying, yeah, I agree. That was like a good thing to do because how silly would it be to offer like for you and me who have been all world gold now for the last three years Yeah. to lose that status because we weren't able to race because there were none like right this is just i don't think this is another thing where i'm just like yeah duh like <laughs> yeah what else are you going to do you're yeah. not you're gonna have like a thousand people who have raced a single race i don't know hmm. it's the same thing as when you were saying that the video the like return to racing video was something that you appreciated yeah so i was like yeah well all they're saying is that we're going to be pretty much doing the same things we've been doing all along. It's like, of course, this is what we're going to be doing. All right, then. Um, so I guess next topic, um, we talked last week about how, what is their team name? Emma Coburn and stuff. I think team boss is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say something else. They had that whole mile time trial where like literally like a day after they did theirs, um, the 10 man guys here in Boulder had like a one mile time trial. So mind you, we're like at like another 800 feet of elevation and they just had like a random like one mile time trial just for like, it wasn't like a official event or anything. I I don't know, but I um, think people just want benchmarks just like, just like to know how they're doing in their training. Well, yeah, that and also as I said that I was thinking of another thing that like we've been talking a lot about how there's so much content creation going on right now because oh, we have yeah. so much time that like they probably do one mile time trials like on a quarterly basis but this is just the first one we've known about 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, I definitely, like, on that same note, like, there's been so much content on, like, just anything endurance, triathlon, cycling, running. We'll see if it it lasts. It seems like everybody is a YouTuber now, and, like, I super appreciate it. It's hard to keep up with, but we'll definitely see if it lasts when, what, when, like, actual races and stuff are happening. People are super busy again, other than just, like, training and... But, um... Yeah, they had like Tin Man, the local or like a local running team who's become like super big. Um, had one mile time trial, and they had two athletes basically like go the exact same time that um, Morgan McDonald went. So Brian Barraza, I think I'm saying that name right. Hopefully, okay. he went a four o two, and then um, is the record four o one? The record is four o one. Ugh. And again. We mentioned the town name last week about where these people should all go down. Ray. Is it Ray? With a W. W R A Y, Colorado. Is like one of the lowest elevations in Colorado. It's like only like 200 feet from the lowest elevation. And I think it was Ray High School has a great track. You could go do it. I don't know. It's like literally 2,000. Do you think you could do 401? Me? At like sea level? No. That's insane. What if I pushed you the whole time? Like in a stroller? Yeah, like physically pushed you. I mean, you have you pushing me with like a dirt. What bike. if we have your pink shoes on? No, I still don't think so. Let's try but it. Like, but like, um, four oh one. What's his name? Also on Tin Man, Drew Hunter. He went like a three fifty seven in South Dakota, and that was like a couple weeks ago, and that was still at three thousand feet. So they can do it. So they can do it if they went to Ray or wherever. Listen, I'm also betting that this is what I'm trying to say. Like, I bet they weren't tapered. Yeah, no, there's no way. Like, they weren't race ready. If they had been, I'm sure they would have been able to do it. Yeah. Like, he treated the 357 as a race day. He even said it on the vlog. Yeah. So I I still think that they should, like, one of these guys should go, who are like literally like a 352 guy now, should Mm -hmm. go down to Ray, which is at like (laughs) 3,000 feet taper like for a week for it i think they can easily break it this is like the time to do it though too when there aren't any other real races happening right you can just goof around well yeah but like that what a better accomplishment than having like your name as the colorado record holder or mile record holder up there with emma coburn so yeah there (sighs) you go anyway i thought that was exciting um so next um we touched on it a little bit i did i mean we posted on our story but um, canceled races apparently no well yes oh. that but first the i guess like there might be a class action lawsuit against iron man oh this is just people who didn't read their contract <laughs> i guess because like <laughs> who it, what lawyer would pick that up is my question i know it's like i mean we got screwed by it sort of like we got screwed by iron man's terms and conditions and like when with puerto rico no it was never canceled no 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 i'm saying which one? The one? So the Acts the of God, when one. we first learned about Acts of God was back in 2017. 20, I had registered no, for, no, no, it was 2017 that I learned about it. I had registered for Puerto Rico 2018. Yes, correct. So in like March, or not March, in like September of 2017, yeah. they were like, there's going to be this huge hurricane in Puerto Rico. Yep. And I was like, well, that was my first race. I have bought my plane ticket. I bought my race registration, all this stuff. And I emailed them and I was like, hey if this gets canceled because of the hurricane, will I get my money back? Right. And they responded and they were like, no, we can't control acts of God. And they literally like quoted the section from the contract. And this qualifies as an act of God. It's basically like 
uncontrollable circumstances that like literally no one could prepare for right and i think they have to be like natural yeah i'm wondering if like remember what was pukan chili yes with that was like civil unrest yes i'm not sure if that qualifies as an act of god i'm not sure if they would have had to refund i don't know that's a good question yeah it was just it hit me but anyway so that was when we first learned about acts of god and then as all of this covid these covid cancellations started happening we kept repeating to ourselves that like there's no way because it's an act of god like yeah. this doesn't qualify us for a refund under the contract that we and signed I think, I think if this would have been like one or two races they would have screwed people over but mm-hmm. since it's so widespread they realize that like their reputation is on the line literally if they don't refund people so that's i'm not they're... sure though because but, we when puerto rico got canceled they were like you will be rolled over I don't think they said that. Yes, I have a screenshot of oh, it from the okay. website because I was afraid they were going to change it and be like, oh, just kidding. We changed this. So I have like a screenshot of the page oh, okay. from like the day that it canceled because they updated their website and they're like, like, you'll it'll get rolled over to March 20, 2021. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I'm wondering if maybe they wouldn't have screwed us out of it. I'm I'm surprised pleasantly that they are allowing folks to race what do you mean which like next year like they're allowing rollovers and they're not just saying no refunds yeah and it's automatic yeah so so basically what we're saying is 70.3 puerto rico has now been canceled this year so it it was originally rescheduled for uh, august august or september September, i think yeah and they just emailed us today tuesday the 7th that it's actually now being just pushed back to 2021 Mm -hmm. and they're just automatically rolling all of the registered athletes over to next year, which is good on them. I think. Yeah. I just don't know why we're, this is why I say, I don't know why we're bothering with 2020. Yeah. Like just, it's not worth the risk. It's not worth the confusion. We had a listener text us today and be like, well, I missed that email. Yeah. They didn't even know Muncie had been canceled for 2020 fully. They thought they were going to be rescheduled. Yeah. So, that's been another question is like obviously i keep saying that nothing's going to happen until there's a vaccine developed (laughs) that's like my thing and so like i don't even think that tokyo i think tokyo 2021 is being threatened wow i don't think i obviously think kona probably won't happen right today february they have it for puerto rico was canceled today there was um a couple i think the like mountain bike series that we follow on red bull tv yeah one of their races got canceled i don't even know i mean cycling like pro like professional cycling in the uci pro tour that's like being threatened so my thing is like what is going to be the sacrificial lamb like i've seen a bunch of like local races go down like like on some of the vlogs we've seen like there's actually like organized races in some european countries and stuff i think muncie is having a sprint this weekend yeah so like i'm seeing like local races those are happening sometimes but like, wh- who's going to be the first sacrificial, like, big name event that is going to happen? If there is going to be one, or if they're uh, all going to be too coward, like, not cowardly, but like, safe, safe, and <laughs> just wait until there's a vaccine or things like die down. Well, I think we, I, the U.S. has to figure it out first because everywhere else has pretty much like, okay, solved it. On the other hand, we opened back up because Morgan couldn't do without her latte. Yeah. 
That's actually not that's true. That's actually true. No, I was going to say it's actually not true. Uh, Cam, <laughs> I have only been to one coffee shop. No, and we sat outside and we wore masks and I hand sanitized. <sighs> true. Fight me. Okay. I was so good. I bought beans. But so do you think there's going to be any race that's going to do it? Because I personally, I hope. I think you asked us this two episodes ago. I know. I keep asking it because I keep. Does, is your answer changing? No. I, I mean, still I, don't think so. I think that 2020 is a bust. It's a wash. You think, so you think everything is going to be like. Even all the things scheduled for the fall, like the Tour de France, is going to yeah. be fully canceled. Yeah, I do think so. And what are, what are you what are your thoughts about Kona next year? I like think it's February. not going to things are not a switch is not going to flip January first, twenty twenty one. I think that's an intelligent answer. And so, like February seventh or whatever day it is, is not going to be any safer than March or July seventh. Yeah, I thought it was March right now. I literally nice. just said March, thinking that was the month we were in. We've been frozen in time since we got back from Puerto Rico. Yeah, feels like that. <sighs> Speaking of which, really quick plug for a book I'm reading. <laughs> it's really good, and and she said something like that where she was like, every day is Tuesday. Friday happens once a week, but also every single day. It's called Nothing is Wrong and Here's Why, and it's it's fully satirical and hilarious. Nothing to do with triathlon, but All right. it just came out like last month. Anyway. But basically, the, to go all the way back, I think that this lawsuit against Iron Man is like a waste of time. And that's basically what Triathlete Magazine was saying to you, the one who released the article. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. Well, you wanted to read it before I posted about it, and I was like... You already know what's going <laughs> After they had like a pro or a professional lawyer like come in and voice their... Is there such thing as a professional lawyer? All lawyers are professional yeah, lawyers. I <laughs> I, yes, I'm a professional medical doctor. <laughs> uh, um, they got their pro card. Yeah. So what else? So we already mentioned Puerto Rico was canceled. Mm -hmm. In other news, Iron Man Muncie, 7.3 Muncie, was also canceled this last week. Yeah. But you got on them for canceling it two weeks out instead of four days out. But yeah, like you said, apparently there's like a, a local – like since our team is based in Indian Indiana, apparently there's like a local sprint, sprint happening this weekend. And so, I mean, those are smaller and I know. So I'm wondering like, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd do it. But if I'm being like, honest, my thing is like, so they're aimed to be local and I'm guessing that 99% of their registrants are, are local. local. But like, what if we showed up? Yeah. Well, like, do they have, what is their contingency plan? If like, somebody from now like florida comes mm -hmm. and is like most likely infected i don't know i don't know if you can say that someone's most likely affected if they're coming from florida and i also don't think that the race directors can assume that everyone's going to be from indiana they they right. literally are putting this on knowing full well that, that they're like the only indiana people came to boulder and you know what i mean like our yeah. coach will be participating as far as i know i have no idea if he is I think. Anyway, he was recently in Boulder, which means he interacted with us. Yeah, and we went to Utah. And and we know another athlete is in Yosemite. Oh, yeah. We know, like, people are... It's there's pronounced Yosemite. No, people are all around <laughs> the U.S. now from everywhere, right? Like, so I feel like I'm rambling. I don't I just, like, it is interesting that, like, these local races are happening, but, like, I'm... 
people are so desperate to race right now that like i mean honestly these like local like rinky dink triathlons i feel like are now becoming like the race like professionals are gonna start literally (laughs) showing up shaved and tapered ready to go because like that's their one chance for like the super sprint in indiana yeah the local sprint it takes them all of like eight minutes to complete the race with the cyclesdale and athena categories and I mean, I can relate to wanting to race. And also, if you keep in mind that, like, places like Indiana have been much more open. Than here, even. Like, they have pools, right? Like, we know people who have been swimming almost every day. Yeah. In in specifically Indiana. Yeah. So, I mean. And not having to pay $20 every time (laughs) they want to swim. Anyway. It's $18, Cam. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I know. Just like Han. For all, all Star right. Wars fans. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um, okay, so two last, or I guess a couple last little things. Um, first, Zwift announced this last week, and like it promptly went off the Zwift Tour de France, which, which I you've been watching, which I watched a little bit of. Yeah, um, it is. Let me get my facts straight. But basically, it's. I think I just registered for the virtual race by accident. The, the 14 the yeah hmm. um but anyways there is i'm pretty sure it's uh, i'm not sure how many weekends it is i think it's three or four weekends um and it's two races every weekend of like actual pro cycling teams like in the real world or as they would say irl which drives me nuts but um yeah they such compete. a weird thing to be driven nuts by i know okay but yeah they compete um on zwift and apparently there's gonna be a new world coming to zwift which is france which i'm actually like kind of excited about i think that'll be cool yeah i don't think zwift has had i don't know a lot of the like the virtual worlds aren't they don't drive me like crazy they like don't get me going i don't know but i think france could be cool especially if it has like i don't know like at one of the actual tour routes i think that'd be really cool but um, yeah, they have like smaller size teams, and they have all the same classifications as the real tour would have. So like King of the Mountains is the polka dot jersey, sprints green, general classification is yellow and stuff. And they have like designated riders because the riders every day switch. So like, Garrett Thomas was headlining Team Ineos on like day two of a climb. So like he would have been wearing the yellow jersey had they claimed it with like the day before's points. So. I think it's pretty cool, and it's also really cool because, like, a lot of Zwift races that they've been broadcasting recently have been, like, very individual-focused. So, Mm -hmm. like, the Zwift Pro Tri-Series, it's, like, all just everybody's out for themselves, whereas this is, like, there's actually some team tactics that go into it. Which Which we did see with Lionel and whatever team he was with that one time. Yeah, Canyon SRAM, Mm -hmm. or, like, Canyon Z SRAM. I have literally no idea, but... But when he won his, like, first Zwift race that, like, made headlines mm-hmm. yeah there's like like e-racing there's actually like actual tactics in zwift like you can actually break away with your team which is really cool like if you want to and everybody's on like the discord acting as the radio and stuff so it's really cool and they have like their actual team managers on there coaching them through it and telling them like okay you're coming up to an eight percent climb like get ready and like the sprint's coming up so you're gonna get another power up and this is when you should use your power up and stuff so i need that you need that? Yeah. Well, I can be that. I'm pretty okay. experienced in Zwift. No, not Zwift, like real life. Oh. 
Like like when you do Zwift or like no like when we're out for rides, I need you to uh, be like we're coming up on an eight percent grade, Morks. You can do it. Oh, I I'm not an actual use your power up. Car. That'd be cool though. I'm pretty sure your Garmin can do a lot of that for you if you just set it up right. Well, actually. I don't know how to do that because I just know how to start it. Yeah, and I barely know how to do that. But yeah, I think it's really pretty cool. Um, it's men and women. Um, I don't know if there's prize money involved. I would assume there is since they're getting some big names and there's actually like some general interest. Um, but yeah, I think it's pretty cool. You just stay tuned. They're live streaming it. So it's on the weekends. Do you think this is going to stick around? what do you mean like virtual racing mm-hmm. um i think virtual racing obviously sticking around i mean there's already been talks that it's going to possibly be part of the esports category in the olympics which is like actually like a real thing that's happening like overwatch or like we yes. golf uh like well i mean like actual competitive things so, so like counter-strike overwatch like actual video games and also like virtual cycling like zwift things that are in talks with the olympics and stuff fascinating which is like that's why once you get onto like the pro ranks, like in like the actual big leagues where they all have you come into like the same set area and you're all in the exact same equipment and the same trainer on looking at the same screen and stuff like, and like it's all standardized every way in and stuff. So that's why they're trying to make it so super standardized and like anti cheat because like they yeah. want it to be a like basically like anti doping in the Olympics. So yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I don't know. I think it'll definitely die down with, like, the actual, like, real, or as I would say, the IRL pros. Um, but there's definitely still, I think the viewership and stuff for the virtual racing will go up, and there'll be a greater appreciation for it. So, But also, if there's money involved, I'm thinking you're not investing anything to really? do that. Yeah. So, like, when you think about, say, for instance, you are Paula Finley. And you go to 70.3 Indian Wells uh-huh. from Oregon to California. Yeah. You stay there for a week. Yeah. You have your dog and your partner. Yeah. And that's, that's a, lot, a of lot of money. Whereas, yeah, I mean, that's And if I, your prize money, say, like, $1,000. Yeah. Which I'm sure it's more than that. But, yeah. like, for round numbers, say it's $1,000, you're probably taking home. Like, nothing. Like, a net. Zero. 25% of that, right? Like, yeah. when you really think about how much it costs. And I wonder if this would be, like... Like, if you needed to, if your coach wanted you to get another race in, you do, like, the virtual challenge. Do you know what I mean? And you maybe make some money off of that. But even if you only make $500 off of that, that's still more than the $250 you were going to make if you traveled for your original race. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a lot. I mean, I've watched, like, interviews with some pro e-cyclists. Or, like, pro, not e, because that's e-cycling is actual thing. Um, like virtual cyclists um, and they basically just say like it's super convenient because I like literally win prize money just like here in my right. garage on a computer right so that's kind of what I'm getting at like I don't know the cost I mean, benefit analysis it's definitely like two different skills so like a lot of like the pro cyclists like they might not be putting out as big of numbers and that's like all it is and Zwift is like a numbers game really mm-hmm. um, whereas like they're just better bike riders where I'm not like that's like a, a big part of like real world cycling is like how well you can like skillfully ride a bike and stuff. You right. Know? So, yeah, I don't know. I think this will likely change 
a I mean, lot. I, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we talked with I talked with Nick, and I said I want to incorporate more Zwift racing because I just think it's like actually like puts you in the race mindset more often, which is always fun. You know, like when I was swimming competitively, I was had to meet like at least once a week, if not two or three times a week. So like, mm-hmm. it's good to learn how to race. You know, and it's a lot easier to like give it your all when you're racing other people. Yeah, when you're trying to win something. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think I, I think it'll definitely die down. Sort of like I think the vlogs will die down. But <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Um. Next, so on the same front as Zwift, the final race of the Zwift Pride. Zwift Pro Tri Series um, was this last week. Um, they went up the Alp to Zwift, which was really exciting. And I actually thought, like, I don't want to say like the best people won, but like the people that we always expect to win won because they actually put out the biggest numbers. So Lucy won it over on the women's side, and Lionel won it over on the men's side. Um, they both had pretty dominating performances, which was nice to see. Um, I think they're both pretty serious about winning this one because they knew that, like, they were the best time trialists in the bunch. Um, so overall in the final standings, um, since this was the last race, I, again, don't know what the prize money breakdown was, but they were talking about it on the stream, and it sounded like it went pretty deep. Um, so over on the women's side, Teresa Adams or Teresa Adam won. Lucy got second overall, and Jocelyn McCauley got third. And I'm really went- impressed that Jocelyn's done so well based in boulder yeah especially at altitude mm, that's yeah. kind of what i'm getting at that's yeah. the same thing with like the the tour like the mm-hmm. tour de france and Zwift. there's a lot of athletes who are still at altitude training so it's like I don't yeah know, it's very difficult like if i were a professional e-cyclist i don't think i would be at any altitude virtual cyclist yeah i think being lower would be better we'd be in ohio again yeah and then over on the men's side one thing to note um Mike Phillips and James Kunima both had like internet dropouts or like technical Ugh. difficulties like during the, today so they or Xfinity. during that day so they like didn't race which is crazy but they both still finished in the top 10 um so in first Lionel Sanders won the overall Anthony Costas got second Mike Phillips actually stayed in third and then James Kunima on that same note he got seventh so and I think they're still talking that he got paid like he made something so is glad I'm glad to see that like that's glad to see that he made something, even though he had like a technical difficulty. But that's like one thing. It was like obviously, real life racing has its risks, but so does virtual racing. Like internet dropouts and stuff mm-hmm. seem far more likely than like a flat a flat tire almost. Yeah. So, especially if you're riding continentals, and it's like you can't really do anything about that. I mean, you can try and restart your router, but like, like, like I feel like if you take proper Hot care. Spot. Sort of. No, I'm. I'm not. Oh. I'm suggesting another alternative. Yeah, but like, like if you take good care of your tires and stuff, and you put new ones on, it's unlikely that it's less likely. It's less likely. Yeah, you but can't like, it ever make happens. it zero. Yeah. yeah. Like Vincent Louis, and I think it was Super League that he flatted, and that was like his first flat in like 15 years, <laughs> and he just put on new tires or something. <laughs> Happens Ugh. to the best of us. All right. And then my last thing, just because I saw a couple things, because um, I've been watching YouTube, um, and I had a note about what is up with the Norwegians. What does that mean? <laughs> so. <laughs> Tell me more. So do you know the Inga Brooks? I can't even pronounce their name. The Inga Brooksen brothers? I do not. Um, it's like Jakob... 
Henrik and Oh, Phillip. yes, wait. They have been racing the Zwift races. No. I'm pretty sure I tagged an Inga Brookson. No. They're runners. Okay, anyway. They're pro runners, and they're very, very good. Like, they win, like, the youngest one. Um, now I'm forgetting his name. Oh, no. I'm thinking of Kenneth Vandrasiche or Ronnie Schildnet. No. Those are the ones I'm thinking of. Oh. But the youngest one, Jakob Ingebrigtsen, is like basically like dominating on the world stage. Okay. So that's they're the like dominating running, right? But then over on the triathlete side, we have Casper Storms. Um, Why are you smiling like there's a punchline? I'm not. I'm not. Like <laughs> you, you, it feels like you are. No, Casper Storms, Kristen Blumenfeld, and Gustav Eden, who have been like dominating the itu circuit i mean in uh-huh. one race they went one two three which is like comparable to like the u.s women we didn't gustav also win 70.3 worlds? worlds and kristen bloomfield currently holds the world record for 70.3 so they're just dominating full stop they it's just not dominate like... everything right mm-hmm. and it's like huh norway so it just doesn't make any it literally makes like no sense to me because they're, they're like not at altitude they're not like a heavy like they don't seem like a heavy endurance sport nation. They're like pretty cold because they're so far north. They're like Nordic. Um, I don't know. I don't get what's up with that. I've heard. I've heard. So basically, what I'm saying on this note is that like I've heard suspect things about them. Uh, I was gonna say it's because they have the world's longest road tunnel. That's gotta be it. Yeah. They just run and bike up and down that, <laughs> and they swim up and down it when it gets flooded with the snow melt. And then they just get super tough. No, I'm saying I feel like there's going to be like a like Russian a doping scandal. Norwegian doping Norway. scandal. Well, they do have a land border with Russia. Do they really? But I'm I'm on lifeinnorway.net. It's got to be really far north. So, it? okay, this uh, 120 miles long. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's all they I know. They do. It's yeah. like wicked far up there though it's defined by a river and cuts through dense forest that's interesting so like norway actually like completely encompasses sweden and finland and it goes all the way up north and wraps around to russia your daily geography lesson i love maps if nobody out there if anybody out there didn't know or whatever grammar but yeah they share a border with russia so maybe they're smuggling drugs over that border that is oh basically, stop dude, there's no. nobody that lives up there there's no way that's so far north that's like n- more northern than like alaska than the it's probably very very than the cold. northernmost tip of alaska it's like more north than that i don't know i think they're suspect i'm gonna put it out there modern and ancient skiing were both invented in norway hmm. i love the o's I'm sure they're not actually called O's. I mean, they're like, I mean, they they do produce a lot of like like cross country skiing athletes. So maybe yeah. I don't know. Maybe these are all cross country skiing athletes who like got Achilles tendonitis or something, and were like, it's time to start running. No, I don't think so. The Europe's biggest herd of wild reindeer lives in Norway. These are just facts about Norway, and now. they have a volcano. Nice. Well, that's all I had to say. Do you have anything suspect to say about them? No. They gave the world the cheese slicer. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, you just have positive things to say. And I'm over here like, don't drink. <laughs> no, I just like don't. I'm not going to. It's the same thing that we've talked about before that like I'm sure there are a number of pro athletes right now who are doping. doping. We yeah. even saw what just, was it on the head to head? I think maybe that Josh, one? I think Josh Amberger was like, oh, I just hope that like, have, like a good moral compass. Yeah. And yeah. I think that I'm sure that they sense it. I'm sure that they know people who are doping. Yeah. I'm sure that there are plenty of pros who are doping. Yeah. You just have to like, what are we going to like? Are we going to like, how are we going to handle this? I think personally, it's a question you have to ask yourself when you like, I think it's fair to assume many pros and many pro teams have some history with, doping. with performance enhancements. Right. Yeah. And so are we going to enjoy the sport for the sport until our hero is like shot down and then you find a new hero, right? Like, right. I mean, what's, what, what good is it for us to sit here and like stew over it? It's true. And be cranky. No, I mean, we're, we're still going to stew. It just seems very suspect to me that I, we uh, also had an entire episode dedicated to this. So I'm not trying to get on a high horse. I'm just trying to say like, maybe with like some perspective, what's, what is it helping us more to be like Norway's probably doping or wow. Look at these four athletes who are like crushing it. Really? I surely hope that they're They're clean. clean. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I do surely hope, but it just seems highly suspect <laughs> that like these athletes, like there's a ton of endurance athletes coming from like a like, small town in Nor from, from the northern from Norway, corner of Norway. Of Norway of all places. Just doesn't seem. It seems like just off the beaten path. Anyways, what do you mean off the beaten it just, path? Like, it doesn't seem like like a endurance like like I think like Kenya. Like when I think of route running and distance running, mm-hmm. Ethiopia, mm-hmm. like that sort of stuff. Not. They're probably just running the entire 120 miles of the Russia-Norway border. Yeah, all the way up there, getting tough. That's why they're so good. Yeah. They got to do high knees to get through the snow. And it's like, doesn't seem that populous. It just seems like, I don't know. How many people live in Norway? I have no idea. Oslo is Norway's most diverse city. Thank you. You're welcome. No, so good. The first U.S. Secretary General was Norwegian. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Okay. I've memorized these facts. Now I'm not even reading them anymore. All right. I don't have anything else. That's the end of the show. All right. That's the end of the show. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We love you. Bye.